Achtung, Achtung, hier ist Alex Wright and you are listening to Chat Grabble and Cheat Pops with JB and Chris Dredd. Enjoy it or I come over and kick your ass. Welcome everyone to another episode of Chat Grapple and Cheat Pops podcast. I am Chris Dredd, here with my main man Jay to the B, and we've got another interview lined up for you's lot. How you doing, JB? I am all good. What's going on? Fucking cold, isn't it? Fucking snow. Yes, uh, ridiculous. Outrageous March weather. Um, (laughs) It's snowy, it's horrible, it's cold. You know, global warming. It. I'm wearing a hoodie in the house. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> got a hat on, bro. <laughs> so, Chris is absolutely right. Um, shout out to everyone that's keeping track and keeping tabs. Uh, massive good day to our Australian listeners and yeah, viewers. Yeah. How you doing? Like, oh. or how you going? Even like that's how it goes, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, like. Yeah, thank you, Australia, for some reason, um, listening and watching. You know why? It's, it's another swearing, bro. They love it. Could be, yeah. Um, exactly as Chris said, we got a banging guest about to come on. So uh, why wait? All right, let's get to it. Hey, what's up, guys? JB from Chat Grappler Cheap Ops here with Chris Dredd and our wonderful guest for the evening afternoon. Thank you so much to Raj Giri from Wrestling Inc or founder of Wrestling Inc. Um, also the founder of IndianDating.com, <laughs> which is something we'd, we'd, I mean, never thought I'd be saying on a, on one of our wrestling podcasts, but here we are. Um, Raj, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate your time. How are you, man? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. I'm doing good. We, um, we're just, we're happy to have you on. We've, we've been looking forward to it because you kind of, you've been like an insider in the wrestling business for quite a while i would say you know you've got you've been a, a fan i would say probably your whole life and um you know it, it's just great to have someone because i mean we do have wrestlers on here um but we we love it when we have guests like yourself and uh, a good friend brian r solomon uh people like that keith elliott greenberg um you know people that are kind of in the business but not as a wrestler you know so it's great to have you guys on and to be able to like pick your brains a little bit it's going to be great no, thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's great to be here. Uh, first things first, Raj. How do you manage to stay so impartial in a world of, you know, wrestling bias? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just try to, like, I try to call it down the line. And, you know, one week I get, you know, you get you get both sides coming at you. You know, I, I think I've made it very clear that I think uh, in WWE, this Bray Wyatt storyline's just been a mess um i just feel like it's 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 been bad and so you know i get it on that side and then you know aew if you uh if you talk about how much bleeding you know that moxley does you you get it from that side so um yeah i don't know just stay true to your thoughts and your feelings and look i so much of the stuff i try to look at it 
on on a business end and you know uh if i'll I'll say certain things like you know like a certain gimmick or something doesn't work for me but if it's moving merchandise and moving ratings then then it works and just because it's not my cup of tea doesn't mean uh that it's not uh the right thing to do so uh yeah just just being honest with your opinions so we're not going to see an uncle howdy mask in the background there anytime soon Probably not. And I look, I think Bray Wyatt's a very talented guy and he could come up with some great stuff, but it just hasn't been happening this run. Should we should we should we dive into the serious shit, right? So it, it's one that I'm sorry, JB. I've got to, I've got to jump in straight away it, with man. the serious stuff. Um we've asked quite a few people about the the recent goings on, and I know you commented on it on Twitter as well about the the situation with WWE and the TV deals and the rights and, you know, what the freaking hell is going on with Vince being a part of this kind of coming back in and whatever's been going on with the board and all this kind of palaver. I mean, where do you see... I mean, first of all, you can comment on all that. What do you think about Vince kind of getting involved again? But where do you see this going in the in the next couple of years? Well, I mean, I think, um, you know, Vince was backstage at Raw. Uh, he was in Gorilla uh, a lot. Uh, that night. Um, I mean, I, I think, you know, if he's truly there just to help with the sale, then I don't see an issue with it. Now the, the, the whole thing becomes, you know, now that he's been backstage once, does he start going more and more? Does he, um, and granted, you know, John Cena was there this week. Um, and so, you know, that could have been the only reason why he went, but We'll have just to just have to keep an eye out on it. But if he's going backstage more and more and starts feeling comfortable and wanting to get a little more involved, you know, um, I've said it before, if if you're a true genius, you you got to know your strengths and your weaknesses. And WWE creative has had been pretty weak for a while. And you see it now. Uh, it's the strongest. It's been a long time. Their their ratings are up year over year. Uh, their business is booming. They're doing more sellouts now than I can remember in a long time. So if he's smart, you let that keep going and, and not try to um, get in the way. But as far as the sale goes, I mean, you hear you hear Endeavor's out and that sounds legit. You know, Ari uh, Emanuel saying uh, basically they they have so much debt and they don't want to add to that, which which they would be even if they brought on a partner. So, you know, Comcast, NBC, um, you, you had uh, David uh what's his name david uh from cnbc uh saying that comcast wasn't interested and you know he's not pulling that out of nowhere um so you know and obviously they could always come back to the table so i don't know it's just looking like the with the price they they kind of want that they're kind of putting out there um it looks like you know the saudi uh public investment group is probably the the only one that can truly afford it where it makes sense for them I think the yeah yeah the PIF could be the only player in town at the moment unless and you have to accept my apologies and hear me out Raj you know Eric Bischoff quite well you've been on his show mm-hmm. I mean why not just you Eric a few other guys get the fusion media thing going again you know let's get world championship wrestling back up in lights rebrand the whole damn thing well, WWE would have to sell that to <laughs> the, just the WCW brand. I, I would have loved to have seen it back in the day, um, but I, I feel like that ship has sailed. Um, 
Yeah. But I, yeah, I can't see them just selling part part of their assets. But uh, yeah. I mean, if, if Ring of Honor was worth $40 million or whatever it was, then, you know, what would a, a WCW have really been worth? Yeah, I don't think, I don't think Tony Khan paid $40 million <laughs> for it. But, uh, but he's never said what he has, but I, I definitely don't think it was $40 million. I don't think he should have paid $40 million for Ring of Honor. If honestly, I think he's been done over a bit on that price as well. But, um, I mean, we'll see going forward if um, that was kind of an investment that pays for itself in however long um you know you he's he is trying to push ring of honor now as as an independent kind of thing right yeah and he said they have 12,000 subscribers now so you know you got 12,000 subscribers paying 10 bucks a pop 120,000 that's not that's not taking into account expenses and everything sure. but you know that's uh, you know a one point what is that about 1.4 1.5 million a year so uh yeah, I mean it's it, it's depending on what he paid for it, and then he has a bunch of other costs and stuff. Uh, we'll see, but you know the fact that Warner Brothers wasn't willing to um, make a TV deal that at least one that they would accept um, was kind of telling. Weird, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll feel that. Yeah, yeah. So let's skip on just a little bit. Um, AEW, you know, had its pay-per-view just this Sunday, you know, some incredible matches, some that didn't take my fancy, you know, it just happens that way sometimes. Um, and I know you've been quite vocal about the blading thing or people have been vocal to you anyway, after you've mentioned it, <laughs> what is your sort of standpoint on someone like John Moxley blading like every week? Because I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty bored of it. I just think it's overdone uh, to the point where it's comical. And again, we're in a TV, you know, uh, TV rights here where I don't think you want to give WWE any ammunition that they could send to potential uh, networks and, and, you know, TV partners. Um, Cause they have done that in the past. I don't know if you remember when WCW was hot, they, they would send out stuff, you know, regarding uh, WCW using blading on their TV and then they started using it again. But um you know, I just don't, I just don't see why you take that risk. But you know, at times, if you feel like it's right for the story, and, and by all means, do it. But it's got they just do it so much right now that um, I just think it's overdone. It it it's it's almost comical now when Moxley does it. I I think the the issue with with AEW and WWE at the moment is they're kind of. The way they're, they, they're put together, I mean, this is just generally my, my opinion, but I still feel that um, maybe certain wrestlers in AEW have a bit too much sway over the creative aspect of it. Not necessarily that they're in a position where they're like booking or whatever, but the fact that they can just say to Tony, um, I want to do this, is that cool? And Tony might just be like, yeah, sure, kind of thing. You know, like I think maybe, and with WWE, it was more like hard line of, right, this is what you're doing and you're not really going to divert from that. So it's, it, I know in wrestling, it's probably difficult to find like a happy medium where you've got like the interaction between the, the workers, the guys and gals that are going in the ring and doing the business and the bookers or the booking committee or whatever kind of working together. Um, I mean, we, it was a while ago now, but I mean, what what do you, what did you think about the... Um, the all out um, 
media scrum thing and CM Punk. I mean, do you think we're going to see Punk in a ring again? It's tough. Um, just because uh, you have, you know, your, your really top guys uh, involved with Omega and the Young Bucks. Yeah. Um, and it would, and Punk has never been the kind of guy to let bygones be bygones. I can't remember him ever being um, like hating someone and then ended up, you know, working with them again or, or, or liking them. I mean, you saw it with Colt Cabana yeah. uh, when Punk was, when Punk came back, you know, they, it wasn't like he tried to work it out with Colt or even try to, you know, just say, Hey, you know, we're, we're never going to be friends, but you know, let's uh, we're still working together. Um, so, so who knows? I mean, maybe punk he's older now. Maybe he's like, Hey, this is, you know, my last big run in wrestling and uh, it's best for me to apologize. I think he would have to apologize uh, to the bucks and, and, and Omega. And I think he should apologize if he hasn't already for the stuff he was saying at the press conference it just made aew look beneath um and uh yeah i think he, he would need to swallow his pride and um and so it, it makes it tough I, I'm, I lean towards yes and to me aew makes the most sense for punk but i really i could easily see it not happening as well is this a case of lesson learned for tony khan maybe to bring someone in at such a high cost and you know, high profile spot and it just fall apart so spectacularly. Well, I think he, he is facing issues that you don't have when you first start off, you know, when you first start off, everyone's happy. Uh, it's a new promotion. Um, you know, you got that, you just got that, that new, new feeling in the air and, and, and people love it. Um, and then after a while, you know, then that's when you start getting guys who feel like they're not being used or, uh, having backstage conflicts and and um, and Tony just needs to put the foot his foot down. And I think he has been, you know, he maybe not with the punk situation as much, but uh, you know, uh, stuff with Eddie Kingston, he got a suspension. Um, you know, other things like that. I think I think he's starting to get it, but I do think he could use some help in that regard. He he does seem to bring a lot on his on his shoulders. Yeah, I I, I think he I, I think in a way. Because Tony is a fan like like us, you know, and it is it is difficult, you know. It, he does get a lot of shit. I'll, I'll, I'll give it like Tony Khan does get a lot of shit for stuff that he says and does and the booking or or whatever. But I do think he he could maybe use some help in some aspects of it because you know he he may have been a fan for a long time, but running a, a, a a week in week out episodic tv show doing pay-per-views and stuff dealing with the high egos of, of wrestlers and stuff i think it is really it must be fucking tough and unless you're going to be like a a bill watts hard ass or you know something like that you know you're going to get situations where i think i mean and i do feel for tony and i've in certain aspects but on the other hand i do think that he needs to put his foot down and say look i'm the boss man like what I say goes and, you know... I think he has he, done that with one or two. Mate, he should have done it with CM Punk. He should have, as soon as Punk started doing that shit in that thing, he should have just taken the mic away from him and just say, yo, you need to just go and eat those cakes out the back, dude. Like, we're, <laughs> we're done, man. Like, come on, we'll have a chat later. Bring out fucking whoever it was <laughs> coming out after, you know? Like, stuff like that. But that's just inexperience, I think, you know? Because yeah. 
he, he's not used to dealing with stuff like that. But Punk was, he shouldn't have really done that. But Tony is the boss, man. Tony's the one that holds the purse strings and stuff like that. So I do think maybe, you know, he doesn't have to be a Bill Watts hard ass. You know, he can be, you know, a bit more pally with the boys and because he understands them a little bit more than maybe others do. But yeah, I mean, I do think he does bring some stuff on himself because we we love when AEW came out, we were really like um, enthusiastic thinking, yeah, you know, this is what the wrestling fans have wanted for so long. We've wanted another place to to go and watch wrestling because WWE has been like a roller coaster for years. It's been like peaks and troughs being really good and then really shocking. And then, you know, it's it's it was annoying, really. And it's someone having a monopoly over the business is never good. Um, you know, so yep. when AEW came out, we were really enthusiastic, but it's um I think AEW is starting to help a skelter a little bit. It's not very consistent, I think, which is a shame. But um, but hey, I mean, spoiler alert, I'm just glad that fucking MJF is still the champ because he's my guy, man. Uh, good old Maxwell. But um, I mean, what yeah. what do you think about the the younger guys coming through in AEW? Do you think that a couple of them maybe might jump to WWE at some point. I mean, I know it's kind of like the the, the storyline of MJF saying, yeah, you know, the bidding war of 2024 or whatnot. But I mean, do you think some of them might be able to make a fit in WWE and kind of make that jump? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think MJF would, would definitely uh, uh, fit in very well to WWE as far as younger talents. Um, uh, Gosh, I'm trying to think. Ricky Starks, maybe. You know, I think his size would have worked against him uh, under the old regime. Sure. But I don't think it will as much with with the current one. Um, Wardlow, for sure. Um, yeah. He's someone I could definitely see being used well in WWE. But yeah, I think now, you know, you got to remember AEW started four years ago. And so many of those contracts were three, four-year contracts with an option. So you didn't really have that many people becoming free agents during that time. And now you're going to start seeing more and more of it. And with just how well WWE has used Cody, and they've kind of shown that just because you're from AEW, you're not going to be buried. Whereas in the past, you know, back in the day with Impact, if you came in from Impact, you know, they were not doing much with you. I think AJ Styles was probably the first one that they really did um, right off the bat at least on the main roster yeah so um yeah yeah I, I think you're going to be seeing a lot more uh back and forth and with wwe not doing these mass layoffs with this current regime like they did before i uh, you know i don't think you're going to see aew getting quite as many wwe guys as they had in the past but but yeah i think it'll, it'll be an exciting time for fans because a lot of times that's the best thing for a wrestler is to go to the other company it just kind of refreshes you it gives you a, a new coat of paint you know back in the day with wwf and wcw that kept things exciting seeing the guys jumping over to the other show and, and back and forth and and uh you know chris jericho became a much bigger star because he jumped from wcw to, to wwf and and you know there are obviously other other examples the other way with hall and nash they were much bigger in wcw than they were as diesel and razor uh, regarding wardlow um he uh i think he had his car broken into it's not a tnt title behind your shoulder is it just is that a, a, a winged eagle is it <laughs> that's the winged eagle yep <laughs> 
<laughs> you got we've we've all got to check these days now. You know there could be a TNT <laughs> title floating about somewhere on eBay. <laughs> um, no, I, I wouldn't dare mess with Wardlow. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you heard anything about uh, Miro or Andrade? Like they've just they've gone completely cold. Like yeah, it seems like um, you know with Miro, I guess there was a creative idea pitched a couple months back, and 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 they have spoken, but. Um, I mean, clearly they're at, at some, at a creative impasse. Um, Andrade, I don't think it's, uh, the biggest secret that he wants to, he wanted at least to go back to WWE. And I think it's, it's all about Tony showing that, you know, you signed a contract and we're not just going to let you out of it. You know, it's a, but we're not going to cut you either. You're still going to get your, your downside or however they structure those contracts when someone stops working. Cause technically you could say they're in breach and, and not pay them. So, um, so yeah, n- nothing new. Um, I, w- I would just think that Andrade's not getting released. So once he's like ready to come back, he had surgery a little while ago. And once he's ready to come back and put aside any differences, I think uh, Tony will use him. Man, I'm, I'm just sitting here. I'm just sitting here dreaming of the, the possibility of MJF and LA Knight in WWE together doing something. JB knows I'm a huge, like, Eli yeah. Drake, LA Knight mark, man. I, I love the guy. I think he just kind of, he, like, epitomizes for me what a professional wrestler is. I think yep. he's great in the ring. He's great on the mic. And- Something's starting to happen with uh, with LA Knight. Like, he got, he got that pop, didn't he? Like, on SmackDown, was it last week? Yeah. And I think I think it's starting to yeah it's starting to turn. I don't think they can keep him as some sort of like you know semi heel or anything like that. I think I think WrestleMania will probably be something as well if he's if he's on the show. I'm not he's not got a match or anything yet, has he? No, no. I could see him That's doing a, a segment or something, and especially if they're gonna, you know, there's a, who knows if Steve Austin does something for Mania. There there had been talks you know about that, and so Belly oh, Knight right. and Steve Austin are in the same segment. That would That'd be pretty awesome. <laughs> Man, you know what? I, I still, I believe as well, like I there's a special place in my heart for Impact Wrestling or TNA because when they, they came to the UK loads of times, I've been to see them many, many times and I'm, I'm a huge fan. I don't think they get the appreciation for what they w- did with wrestlers and how they kind of, you know, people went there to refresh their career. Bobby Lashley, you know, Drew McIntyre, um, AJ Styles spent a lot of time there. Samoa Joe um, and LA Knight or Eli Drake, as he was there. Um, everything he's doing in WWE now is almost identical to what he was doing in, in Impact Wrestling. The whole, you know, yeah, you know, he was doing that in Impact Wrestling. He had his own segment with the like little smashy button and stuff. He was interviewing guys and calling them dummies and, you know, it was just. You know, it, it's great to see guys that have worked in other places in WWE with that kind of the the WWE pushing them and that marketing behind them. And that. I think it's I think it's great. And there are guys from AEW that would benefit hugely. And I think MJF, you know, he doesn't really have to cuss or anything to make you hate him. Um, I think he just exudes that kind of arrogance and stuff. I think, uh, you know, I would, I'd love to see him um, in WWE. I think that would be fantastic. Uh, yeah, I think MJF, he wouldn't have the same kind of freedom he does he does sure. now. Um, 
Uh, but he, him and Roman Reigns are the, I, for different reasons. I think they're the two best heels in wrestling right now. I think LA Knight, you know, I just hope they don't use him like they did Elias. Cause you had Elias have WrestleMania segments with John Cena and the undertaker. And it wasn't like yeah. he rose up the card after those segments. Um, and if, if they do have LA Knight at WrestleMania doing something with say Steve Austin, I'm sure it's going to end with Austin giving him a stunner, but hopefully he, after that, he he moves up the card, you know, on on SmackDown because I, I agree. He's he's anytime he's on TV, I'm watching. He's so good on the mic. He's got that that like '90s star charisma, just super confident on the mic. When he was in there with Undertaker, he wasn't acting scared or overwhelmed or anything like that. He was, you know, completely confident, and that's a hard thing to do. Yeah. Um, so I I think he's just fantastic as well. Even even the comment, sorry, man. Even the commentary team are starting to kind of mention stuff in WWE that they wouldn't usually have mentioned. So I noticed during the um, Bray Wyatt LA Night, the lights out Mountain Dew fucking thing that they did, whatever it was, right? Um, that the um the yeah, we know it's all <laughs> about that that paper, but um. You know, even the commentary team were saying, look, you, you know, you might think Eli Jake's, uh, sorry, LA Knight has been around not for that long, but he's a seasoned professional who's been all around the world wrestling. So they're, they're kind of starting to recognize stuff outside of the WWE universe, which is, which is new. Um, and I think AEW has definitely pushed WWE to, to change the way they do stuff, you know, even the way that the commentators, you know, Pat McAfee is absolutely fantastic. Um, the way they're interacting with each other with a little bit more of what we say in the UK is a little bit more banter. Do you know what I mean? Like a little mm. bit more back and forth and a little bit more like jokey in a way, but serious when it needs to be. Do you think that um, the AEW has helped push WWE to kind of evolve a bit more? Um... Or do you think it's strictly Gosh. because now Vince has gone and Triple H is there? I think that's the biggest reason. Because yeah. I, I don't think you saw much of a change um, before Vince left creative. I, I, it was, yeah, the, the biggest thing was just how, how, how much they ran with Cody. But, and, you know, that wouldn't have happened if it weren't for AEW. And in a lot of ways, that just, that's good you know it's positive for AEW it shows like their stars are legit stars worldwide even though even in WWE they're they're a main eventer so um yeah I don't know how much because it, it just feels like the booking now just it just feels like that's what Triple H would be doing regardless I mean, if you watch how he booked NXT, those storylines always made sense. They yeah. they did the longer yeah. running storylines, um, you know, building up to to the big match, and it it just made more sense. And they didn't repeat the same matches every week like Vince was doing for a long, you know, for the longest time, where they would have the same exact match from the previous week on again. And Triple H just never did that. So, yeah, I I think it's just the new Booker in town and how how he's uh. He's got a different philosophy. I would be absolutely crazy not to ask this. Um, where do you stand on top heels throwing drinks at kids? <laughs> well, when I saw it, I thought it was great because I thought it was a plant. I thought the kid was a plant and it was water. I? And I was just just blown away when I found out 
you know, the kid wasn't a plant because it's crazy. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you guys have kids, but I, you know, I got a a 12 and a 13 year old and getting a a glass of, and and look, I'm sure MJF didn't know it was tequila that was in there, but not only did he throw tequila on the kid, but he got some got in his eye. And who you never know how that could affect a, a kid in their developing years where it's on national TV. I know some people are like, oh, it's the coolest thing. You got to go backstage. It's like all kids are different. You just yeah. never know something like that. I mean, that's considered assault. So, look, I think MJF is great. He's one of my favorite uh, people to watch right now. But he does need to calm down with stuff like that and, uh, you know, really think about it because that could have been a lawsuit. And, um, you know, you yeah, go a young you company, want. you don't want to be getting sued for stuff like that. He does live the gimmick. <laughs> oh, he's great. And uh, I wish wrestling had more of that. But I just think you need to, you also need to know when, where there's the line. And I, sure. I thought they, they crossed that line. But it, it ultimately, it looks like it worked out for them that the kid was really happy to go backstage, you know, meet, uh, meet Hobbs and everything. So worked out in this case but you don't want to be you know taking those kind of chances well you see like a lot of like mjf like interactions at um fan events where he's you know middle finger to the kids or whatever and all that like you sort of would have been a lot easier if you would have been a lot less hassle if you'd have just done that to the child <laughs> instead of throwing, you know, throwing a fucking drink on yeah that like, was it's, yeah, it's mind-blowing like I mean, it's obviously yeah. the heat at the moment. It's live on pay-per-view. You've got to do something, I guess, or he felt like he had to, but it's... I mean, he was in the middle of a ridiculous match as well. Like, one of the best Iron Man matches I've seen. Like, I don't know if, you know, you guys feel the same or, you know, if you enjoyed it or not, but, like, it was... For me, it was the best match on the show, and it was... Yeah, then you just... You see, like, almost straight away after you see all this craziness about how the kid wasn't a plant, it's like... So off, right. so off cut. Yeah, yeah. You know, I agree with you. I thought that was probably the best Iron Man match I've, I've seen. Um, it, it, it's not my favorite gimmick or stipulation for a match, just because then you're you're kind of trained in your head that you, the first 40, 50 minutes don't really matter. Yeah. But I thought they did an excellent job, and it was entertaining the whole time. And um, yeah, I thought it was probably the best Iron Man match I've seen. Tell you who else MJF had a fantastic match with CM Punk. CM Punk and MJF really had an outstanding match. I think it was probably one of the best matches that AEW have, have put on the uh, dog collar match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think MJF and CM Punk just had a, a great chemistry, and it, yeah, it looked right. like they were going to go go back to that. So if Punk comes back, I mean, there's you know. It'll be interesting to see where they go with MJF right now because there's a ton of options. There's still quite a bit of time before Double or Nothing, so I can almost see them doing a, a TV feud now that you know ends with a, a match on TV and then going to whoever the Double or Nothing uh, opponent's going to be. But uh, it'll be interesting because you could do you could do Jungle Boy, uh, maybe not as a pay per view um, match, but you could do that for TV. Uh, you got Ricky Stark, Kenny Omega. Now that they lost the trios titles, I think it's time for him to be um, more at the forefront. You could always go back to Mox if you wanted to. I, I don't think they should right now, but you could easily do that. So, got a, a, they got a ton of a ton of options. We have pay, uh, Hangman Page, obviously, since he he beat Moxley. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, just a quick one as well, talking about Punk. 
we've had guests on that have uh, spoke about punk and little bits and bobs to do with um, him kind of getting released. And apparently there was a sticking point of the non-compete clause. Do you, do you think that punk could show up in, in WWE or do you think him and Hunter kind of, it wouldn't work? I think I could see punk being willing to go back for sure. Um, the, the other way is, is where I, um, where I could kind of see there being issues. Like, does WWE want Punk back? I mean, Seth Rollins, when we interviewed Seth Rollins at the Royal Rumble, yeah. he flat out said that Punk was a cancer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, <laughs> usually you don't say that for someone who could potentially uh, be on their way back. So I could see that being an, a reason why they wouldn't bring him back. You know, Roman Reigns, he said he would he'd work with CM Punk again, but clearly... You know, he's not a fan either, but, you know, Paul Heyman was. So I don't see it, but anything anything can happen, right? Man, Seth Rollins and CM Punk, maybe he's just working us all, Raj. Maybe he's, <laughs> he's setting that scene. I love Seth Rollins as well, man. I mean, we, we, we've watched him on TV, but when you, um, when you see him live, we saw him at Clash at the Castle, and um, mm. he was just, he's just phenomenal. He's electric, he's just, yeah. He was. He's electric. He really is. Do you know what I mean? He, he kind of... um. He was my wrestler of the year last year, Seth Rollins. And I mean, Roman, it was, you know, Roman was up there too. But um, I think Seth Rollins, I mean, he's a smart guy. And maybe he just said that. I mean, maybe he'd said it because he doesn't like punk and thinks he's a cancer. But I mean, that would be great. <laughs> you know, those two together would be fantastic. No, if Rollins is working, that's that's even smarter. I, yeah. I get the impression that he wasn't, but same. <laughs> we <laughs> and, can but uh, dream, I, Raj. We can but dream. <laughs> and I agree with you. Uh, you know, with Rollins right now, I think, um, you know, his gimmick. I, I don't. It, it just. I don't know. I don't fully get it. But he is so over right now. He's the most over he's been as a babyface. Yeah. So he's clearly doing something uh, very right. So he's he's the most over I think he's ever been as a babyface. That was yeah, he was playing heel at, at Clash of the Castle, wasn't he? Like, and he was just yeah, but he was, he was, he was so like yeah, like a baby wild. face. Everyone was singing yeah. along to his tune. We were loving it, man. It was like, yeah, really you know, good. um, just a quick one as well. Logan Paul, um, mm -hmm. I personally, I think what he does in the ring is fantastic. I think his attitude. I think he's willing to learn, and he's showing that he can actually work. Um, I think Seth Rollins and him are, are gonna but heads at, at some point and um, there's been a lot of back and forth or whatever. Um, what, what, what do you reckon for mania? What's your kind of, what's going to happen at mania? What are your, your matches? You think? Yeah. I had, uh, I had sent out a tweet earlier, uh, kind of what the rumored and confirmed WrestleMania card is obviously Rollins versus Logan Paul. Yeah. I think that can be, that can be a show stealer, whatever night it's on. I think that that could be fantastic. Logan Paul has shown that um, he's just a natural at this. And now that he's not miscast as a babyface, and now he's like he's embracing being a heel, he can yeah. be one of the best. Um, he's so easy to hate as a as a personality that he's so good. Uh, and then Rollins is the opposite. Fans just really want to love him. So I think I think that match could be just dynamic. Absolutely, I think it'll it'll be great. I was really relieved when they, because at first it looked like they were going to do Cena versus Logan Paul. And yeah. I was so relieved when they switched directions on that, because I think in both cases, it's much better. I've got one more before we let you go, Roger. Um, do you want to take up, you know, your whole night and stuff? 
did they sell Sami Zayn short on his on his story? Did you know? Should he have been? Should he be going to WrestleMania in the main event, or do you think they finished it correctly at the Elimination Chamber? I think I think they finished it correctly for now, but it's easy to debate because Sammy was so hot that you know this was one of those rare times where they had two great choices to go with. You know, actually, I kind of had three, but The Rock couldn't do it. But um, yeah, two great choices in Cody and Sammy. I think Cody is the right choice. I, I think he's got more of that top guy. Like Sammy is super over in the storyline, and they can keep it going. Um, I, you know, again, I, you can go with either, but I think Cody is, is the right choice for now as far as anointing a new top, top guy. I've, I've been thinking that Sammy's going to be the one to help Cody win the championship because if you, if you think about how, over, how, how Roman's been just decimating people, really, and sometimes he's got three matches by the skin of his teeth, but the people mm. that he's beaten, you know, Brock Lesnar, Lashley, um, you know, he's been, he really has. I mean, Clash at the Castle, he got through Drew. You know, he, he's been really against these, these big guys. And I think that that would be a, a great kind of revenge arc for Sammy. The fact that he didn't win in his hometown and get the title, but in a Took way, it, yeah. he, he still <laughs> dethroned Roman, you know. And it might take a little bit of shine off of um, Cody, but I think, you know, I think that would be a great little... I mean, it doesn't have to do too much, you know, because Cody will still get the pop, but I think that would be great. Yeah, I mean, if 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 you have the Usos out there interfering, then it's not like, uh, yeah, you know, you you have them come and, you know, help fend them off. I, yeah, I think I could, I could see them doing that. I, I personally see them just keeping it straight. I don't think they want to mix Sammy and Cody at, okay. at Mania right now. Um, right. Just because you don't want to... You don't want fans to think, oh, Cody took Sammy's spot here or something like sure, that. Sure, sure, sure. That visual, in my, in my opinion. So, um, but I, I definitely don't think we've seen the last of Roman and Sammy. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Um, thank you, Raj. Um, amazing. Like, we really thankful for you coming on, giving us your time. What's coming up on the on Wrestling Inc. podcast? We know you. We know you're on there quite a bit. So, what's what's yeah. coming up? Um, uh, me and Jack Farmer, we do the Thursday uh, afternoon news podcast. So we got another one coming up. Uh, we got it coming up every week. And yeah, this is, you know, this is, we're on the way to WrestleMania. So it's uh, kind of the hottest, hottest time of the year in wrestling. So it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. There's tons of great stuff on the website. So keep checking out wrestlinginc.com as well. Uh, will you be in LA? Uh, it's not looking like it. My, my daughter's was actually born on the day of WrestleMania 25. So every year oh, her wow. birthday is kind of like, you know, either the day of or, or that weekend is when we have plans. And uh, I think if The Rock was going to be there, uh, we would all done a family trip. I think she would have wanted to go. But uh, the fact that he's not, I, I think we're probably staying behind. But I will be watching it at least, at least live one of the nights. Yeah, that's a. I think that's a plan for most of us. Yeah, try and get at least one of the nights in. Like, mate, you know, I'm it's, away. It's difficult. I'm I'm going to Cornwall when it's on. But like, it was the same as last year. But I watched it with my son, man, and he was loving it. I mean, we were just um, you know, just chilling in like a caravan in in uh, on the coast in the UK, just watching yeah. Mania, and he was loving it. He, he's a huge fan of Bianca Belair, my yeah. dad. So he, he my just, daughters yeah. love Bianca too. Yeah, fantastic stuff. 
Raj, yeah, thank yeah, you yeah. so much, man. We really appreciate your time. Um, you know, and if if you ever have the time again, you know, we're happy to continue this because and you know, we we're just a couple of jabronis from just outside London, but we love talking to wrestling people like yourself. I I, I had a blast. Thanks for having me on, guys. And yeah, happy to do it again. Oh, awesome. I mean, we could we could talk to you for for hours. Like you know, it's absolutely you know, it's fantastic to have guys on that know what they're talking about and uh, that have been kind of in in the business around it for for so long. So yeah, thanks again, Raj. It's been uh, fantastic to have you on. Absolutely, anytime. Thanks, man. Thanks. Take care. Take care, man. Right. Well, there you have it. Um, thank you to Raj for joining us. That was, as always you know intelligent wrestling chatter man like what what more can we say and and he is impartial again yeah. he's not in with the you know and and to be fair we've got our old our hands up like and that's why you know i had to get my two penny worth in and say look we have been critical of aew and you know just stuff bit, like Chris. that <laughs> you know like i say but you know we we wanted it to be good we we had extremely high hopes for it maybe that's because the reason why we're so critical is because we kind of put it on a pedestal straight you away, want right? More for it, yeah. Yeah, you we just wanted more for it, so we're a little bit more critical with it than we should have been. Um, but yeah. So we didn't forget. I know you think we might have forgotten, but we absolutely didn't forget. Um, Chris, yeah. tell him about that sweet, sweet, sweet deal that you get when you need to renew your VPN. Mate, everybody in this world is 2023. Everybody needs a VPN, whether you're on your laptop, whether you're on your phone, whether you're on your home PC, you don't need those cheeky little internet. Um, well, let's let's just say the, the gremlins of the internet stealing your information um, or even your, your internet service provider knowing what you're doing. You don't want anybody knowing what you're doing. Whether you're a big it's, brother watching you. Do you know what I mean? We don't need that. So in nowadays, a VPN is essential. So if you go to our description, click the link in the description and go to Surfshark. Use the promo code GRAPPLE and you will get uh, 83% off plus three, three, three free months. So go. that's Perfect. what you will get. So go into the our description, go to Surfshark, you'll see the link there. Domas will be extremely happy that you go and click on that. He's our guy at Surfshark. He'll just be happy we didn't forget it. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> right, man. No, we ne- Domas, we'll never forget you, dude. You're always there, whether you're at the beginning or at the end, we always fit you in, son. Um, so yeah, go there. Everybody, yeah, I see <laughs> you nearly made a double entendre. It's like a carry-on movie, isn't it? I'll get you in, son. Um <laughs> we've done it again. That was your fault, that was. I'm yeah, that's my it. fault. You Sorry. give the old cheeky little eye raised. Like, that was you, fam. That was you. Sorry, bro. That's cool. It's good. <laughs> anyway, we got through it. Domas, Surfshark. Go to Surfshark, go to the link in the description. Click the link, use the promo code GRAPPLE, and you will get 83% off and three free months, which is absolute fantastic deal. It will cost you literally fuck all, and you'll get protected for like 15 months, and it's literally pennies, and you can have it on multiple devices. You've got your virus checker. You've got your VPN. You can watch stuff from all over the world and not have to worry about the pesky location pinning you down 
you can be free as a bird, as Leonard Skinner said. Um, yeah, let's uh, do some quick thank yous before we go. Let's let's thank the wonderful people of Australia, the you know the amazing people of Ireland, you know that yeah. keep us relevant, keep us in their charts for whatever reason. Like I said, you tell us why. Like we'd love to know because we're just again a couple of J bros from outside of London chatting shit. So. I don't know what works for you guys. <laughs> but, uh, maybe they just, we're just endearing, dude. Maybe. Oh, yeah, maybe, that's it. You know, I think, I, you know, Ireland and Australia, they love the banter. I think that's what it is. I think those two they places the crack. in the world, they love the crack. They love the banter. And I think we've just got that kind of aura that they, they just are soaking up. So we love you, Ireland. We love you, Australia. But, bro, what professional wrestling podcasts are we beating in those um in those charts oh there was a fair few i i haven't had a, i haven't looked at a list for a while but there was a few names around us that were very 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 uh you know high profile which was yeah. funny as fuck we're <laughs> smashing the granny off them so it's you know it's, like... it's, it's, it's always wonderful to be in such great company you know Absolutely. When you're in those charts and you know some of the names that were in and around like in and around us it was it was always cool to be mentioned in the same sort of breath as them so yeah thank you ireland thank you australia you know uk you're slacking um Bam. but the <laughs> thing is we're going to pull them back in we've got a couple of guests coming oh, that yeah. will hopefully pull that uk fan base back in if you're a fan of uk wrestling of brit rest we've got some shit for your ass oh yeah some up. proper british wrestling stuff coming in proper proper mustard mate so uh yeah if you are watching us our wonderful beautiful faces on the youtube please hit the subscribe button we are ever so slowly rising in subscribers you know hit a like hit a comment do what you want you know i'll interact with you i don't care like Bro, you know I'll slap say something. our bell slap jordan's as well ring a ling a ling you can ding our bells yeah just do it we love it every time we get a subscriber we do a little bit of a, a, a jump and a jiggle um, because it doesn't cost you anything, but it helps the channel out massively. So please, if you watch any of our videos, just give us a little subscribe. You don't even have to get notifications, but if you don't get notifications, you are a punk bitch, but you can still, it's absolutely fine. We don't mind. <laughs> and here's something that I haven't run past Chris yet, but if you listen to us, I rent, I did send him the site where, there was a, a massive website that seems oh, to yeah. have everywhere that we are available for your listening ears. Chris, did you memorize and, you know, I didn't memorize the list because it was fucking hench. <laughs> I was, you sent it to me and I was like, Jesus, we're literally in all of those places, but we are on Podbean, Spotify, Deezer, Castbox, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts. We are on every single flipping podcast platform available and we really love it when people download us listen to us we really would love some reviews some stars whatever you can bloody do repost it send us to your wrestling friends if you are you know if, if you've got another friend that likes wrestling or even people that think they're half interested in wrestling fucking send us the podcast send them our podcast you know what i mean We've got how many hours of podcasts have we got, JB? Wow, of old I, I couldn't even guess. I couldn't of even interviews. Guess. You could watch us solid for about four days. 
You know what I mean? Don't do it, obviously, because, you know, that would just completely... You'd end up demented, I think, after that, <laughs> listening to us for four days. But um, we've got some fantastic guests coming up. We've had some fantastic guests. Um, it's, oh, check uh, the back catalogue, man. Check it. It's, it's almost there. like, you know, Santino Morella being our first guest on here has launched him back into the business. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, we we, we did that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Anthony. We, we blatantly didn't do that, but it's just nice to know. Um, so... We, like I say, we can, you can go f- as far back as our first one, which was the fantastic Santino Morella, a.k.a. Anthony Corelli. Um, we've had, you know, Sonny Ono. We've had Max Payne. We've had, you know, Chris Hamrick. We've had, I mean, come right. on, bro. You know, we've had them all, mate, on here. You know? Joel Redman, a.k.a. Joel Redman, Oliver yeah. Gray. Alex Wright. NXT. Yeah, Alex Watts. Wright. That's Wonderkind. You know. God damn. We went crazy. We got some real like mad names on here. Uh, you know, Eric Watts went oh, on for three mate. hours. How can we you forget know? Eric Watts? <laughs> yeah, Max Payne went for nearly three hours. Like all these ridiculous interviews. Duke like... the dumpster drosy. Yeah. You know, we we really have been pulling them out of the bag and we will continue to do so for use lot. Right. So don't forget to hit us up on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, yeah. Facebook. It's all there. It's all That's in right. the links. It's all there. Like, don't miss it. At Chat Grapple Pops. So for now, I am JB, and I haven't said this for a while. The man sitting next to me, the Raz Prince of wrestling podcasts. No hats, no trainers. <laughs> the best Chris in all of wrestling podcasts, Mr. Chris Dredd. We say thank you. We say take care, and we'll see you soon. Cheers.